classical. Spongebob music. That's what I said! (laughs) (laughs) Alright, and we're already earning our name. Uh, My name is Tyler. I'm Ken. Patrick. We are the Uncultured Swines, and if you are any what somewhat familiar with movies, you probably know where that music's from. I'm assuming these two dunderheads did not. Spongebob. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was ever used in Spongebob, but uh, similar. a lot this of movie was in this movie the, reminded me of Spongebob's soundtrack. Movie was, said I, that. Well, I was going to say, this movie was in the public domain for a bit, so I don't know, maybe it inspired that. I know Spongebob utilizes a bunch of public domain music, so it's uh, Anton Karas's music, by the way. Anyway, yes, uh, we are watching, we are, we watched The Third Man. The Third Man. Uh, their first black and white movie ever. No. <laughs> well, the first podcast episode that we yep. have recorded. This is the first movie ever made, too, I think. Whoa. Really? Yeah. Trust me, I know. I'm the, I'm the cultured one, quote unquote. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, this is uh, based on, um, actually not even based on, Carol, not Carol Reed, um, Graham Greene. He wrote the screenplay while he was also writing the novel for this, so... You can't even say it's inspired by it. I think the book came out first, but just by a year. <laughs> and I've never read. I like that. I'm like, I've never double read, dipping. I've never read the book, but I've been told it's completely unnecessary because the movie is so much better. Well, so. I could see this not translating to book form very well. Anyway, yeah, and uh, it's considered an iconic movie. It was voted the greatest British film of all time <laughs> by the British Film Institute. That's dumb. <laughs> well, what would you say is the best British movie, Monty Python and the yep. Holy Grail? <laughs> oh, Shaun of the Dead. It's like I'm a fucking mind reader over or here. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, by so that one. I guess by Monty that Python you didn't too. like the movie then. I loved it. it wasn't the worst. Clearly you didn't, so don't you, you don't need to lie. <laughs> well, of course it wasn't the worst, but it was way too long. Nothing happened. Something I, uh, two sentiments I adamantly disagree with. Uh, <laughs> lots of stuff happened. And it wasn't. It probably could have been longer. I thought it was paced pretty well. Um, I've only I'd only seen it once before this, um, and that was in college. And I had because I had to. And I don't really. I hadn't remembered anything about it because college is sort of just a blur in my life. But uh, having now rewatched it, I really enjoyed it. That was a really good thriller. Um, and I can <laughs> see where. What the fuck, Patrick? <laughs> I wouldn't. Please explain. No, I was just. No, said, no, 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 no. I am. I'm trying to. All right. You said thriller, and I laughed because I, I was just thinking, like, it's not what my thought of a thriller would be. All right. It's, it's thrilling to you, but yes, I was just laughing at myself, thinking what a thriller would be. Uh huh. So. I, I guess it's more of a noir if you want to get like. Tense. Yeah, that that'd be more what. But I would. I thought it was very tense at points. Um, and clearly, you guys were probably just bored. Yeah. At points, during most of it. If not all of it, <laughs> no. There, there were a couple parts that were fun. Um, I'm gonna go over the. I'm just gonna give the summary, and then we can get right into the plot. I got fun facts because this is an old movie, so obviously Ooh. there's a lot, and it's an iconic movie. Um, so, an out of work Pulp Fiction novelist, Holly Martins, arrives in post-war Vienna, divided into sectors by the victorious Allies, and where's a sh- where a shortage of supplies has led to a flourishing black market. He arrives at the invitation of an ex-school friend, Harry Lime, who has offered a job. Who has offered him a job, only to discover that Lime has recently died in a peculiar, peculiar. I can't say that word. Peculiar. I'm still saying it wrong. <laughs> peculiar. 
Peculiar. Right. <laughs> it's right. You got me messed Peculiar. Up. Peculiar. Peculiar. There. Right. Whatever. A traffic accident. A weird traffic accident. Uh, from <laughs> talking to Lime's friends and associates, Martin soon notices that some of the stories are inconsistent and determines to discover what really happened to Harry Lime. We noticed some inconsistencies too. Yes. Oh, was it not made not too obvious for you? Was it too subtle? We got there. I got a fun fact. We had to Google where Vienna was. <laughs> I don't know if that's a fun <laughs> fact as much as a depressing. You probably should have learned that in fifth grade. Fact. Yeah, I'm sure we, I learned it in fifth grade. I, I pushed it out. All right, where did you learn Vienna was? Austria. <laughs> don't you dummy <laughs> idiot. <laughs> but yeah, it opens up in uh, Allied occupied Vienna. Yeah, right after World War Two. There was a lot of exposition at the beginning, which I actually like that. It was okay. <laughs> Explain why you don't like it or thought it was okay. It was just a lot all at once. Um, I mean, I understand like why they needed to do it. It's just that was a whole lot of information dumped on you. Is that? Did they really do even say it was a town lot like that? Yeah. What it's like split into like four countries? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, not for the town, obviously. Yeah, not for the town. <laughs> if they did like Oklahoma or something, that'd be pretty cool. Also, they shot this on location in Vienna, primarily, oh, that's ex- except for. Um, a lot of uh, Orson Welles' scenes, because uh, I'll get to him in a minute. But uh, <laughs> uh, it was one of the earlier movies they actually shot. They went to the actual location, because I think this came out in 1950. So it wouldn't have been too long after World War II. So that was still, wound's probably still there. And it's uh, still pretty highly regarded in Vienna. I know they have like basically a whole tourist industry around it to look at like a lot of the places they filmed and everything. Cause That's pretty cool. Obviously, since you two didn't know where it was, Vienna's not, I guess, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's an art capital of the world, but uh, I knew that. it's not It's not a location that's showcased in Western movies. It's a heck of a whole lot, even though technically it's part of the Western world. So yeah. I guess I should say American slash British. <laughs> this is a British movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's controlled by, can you name all the, the fractions? Uh, Four? Yeah, yeah. USA. USA. Russia, Russia, Germany, Germany, and Britain. Not, not Germany. Austria. It was no America, yeah. Britain, France, and the Soviets, the okay. occupying forces. Why were there? Oh, there's a lot of people who live there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, they all sort of share <laughs> duties of like law enforcement and stuff. There's basically just a whole bunch of different armies yeah. occupying. I didn't think that part was funny when they were like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think that part was funny where they were like, yeah, they made a police force together and none of them speak the same language. So we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. National police force. You know, it could have gone worse. Yeah. <laughs> could have been Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Which was divided for quite a long time after World War II. Um, man, we're taking a long time to get into this movie. Uh, Holly Martins, American pulp writer, yeah. arrives American in Vienna hero. because... He needs a job because, you know. He is poor. His books aren't selling yeah, well. Yeah, Oklahoma kid. We got a shout out. Shout yeah. out, baby. <laughs> uh, so just a little for instance, because uh, he's in town for work because his friend Harry Lime, childhood friend, has offered him a job. Let's say Patrick is in. <laughs> Austria. Fine, yeah, we'll just do the exact same situation. <laughs> he's offering you a job, but you haven't seen him in like 10 years. The kid's broke, and you, though. And yeah, you need a job. Is it Patrick? Yeah, it's Patrick. 
can't be you. I feel like no. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Patrick's of the same trust level as Harry Lyme <laughs> turns out to be in this movie. I don't think I'd take it. <laughs> you need that money though. Turn down. I'm a multi-billion dollar. Yeah, man. killing kids is tax. Dedu- there's no no tax mm-hmm. deduction. They say that in the movie, <laughs> which I would not be in that because I'm allergic to penicillin. So. Yeah, but you wouldn't be taking it. Um, don't want to be around it. So why? <laughs> it's not contagious. I'm allergic. Penicillin. So if you, well, somebody you, spills it on him. Yeah. Ah, break out, itchy. I don't think he was selling them good penicillin, so he might have been safe. I might not stay been around. Him. I'm not gonna have a business I'm allergic to. Mm-hmm. This is insane. All right. Would well, you have a bee farm? Would I? Yeah. If I had to go out, you had to go out and touch them every day. Well, then why would I have a bee farm? You're not touching the penicillin. <laughs> You're not like going. Ooh, this is this real consistency of this goo is all good. Oh yeah, gotta handle mm-hmm. the bottles though. Mm-hmm. Well, Tastes I, good too. Drops it breaks. I have sandals on. My feet are exposed. Well, you pay guys to do that for you then. Who knows? Right, starting it's out, fucking, uh, you really both of you just suck it. For instances, Ken's a little bit better. You're terrible at them, Patrick. No, <laughs> you had way too many factors into them. <laughs> uh, anywho, uh, he gets to Vienna and he's like, "Limey." boy harry lime give me that job it's like oh no he's dead because he gets to visit his uh apartment and like the tenant's like oh he's a dead yeah that's a border (laughs) that's a bad german (laughs) or austrian accent he's like you missed him by 10 minutes because he's dead (laughs) (laughs) in a box yeah he was just killed like hours earlier by a speeding truck that while he was crossing the street because he wasn't paying attention ken you know about that don't you oh yep. man i've stopped you so many times i know I ken, ken really has a tendency to just wander out in the street so yep. it's a little more true story though not not faking this time it's not well i never fake i tell the truth uh he goes to lime's funeral um which is very well attended not there yeah, like it. six people get it's it time, I, no i did a bore i did a borat thing yeah just to date this uh, <laughs> podcast a little bit more. Um, what? Shut up. <laughs> he meets two British uh, Army police. Sergeant Bain, played by Bernard Lee of... Dude, Ken, you were like, oh, it's my favorite actor. Well, Ken should know who he is because he's seen some of the movies that he's in. If any of them. He's in James Bond. James Bond. Uh, he's, he played him in James Bond. Bond the world. original him. Um, and he's a fan of Martin's novels. Martin's played by Joseph Cotton, by the way. Delightful uh, name. And uh, Payne's superior, Major Calloway. Calloway. Who, in the book, I believe he is the POV, the narrator. Huh. So, I wonder if that, how much that changes anything. I could be wrong. Another note to this podcast, I'm also wrong some of the time. So, you know, I'm not a very good gatekeeper. Better than either of these two, I guess. Right? Fair to say? What? Oh, yeah. Definitely. All right, cool. Hey, uh, just for the fans at home, we, fan. uh, I think we have a fan. We uh, added a little sound into this. We're accompanied by the cicadas outside because we are in Austria, baby. Doing this podcast live from Vienna. Sausage. Can you name one location in Austria other than Vienna? <laughs> the look of panic. Can you? No, but I'm not the one who's acting like we're in Austria. We flew in, and we haven't gone anywhere else yet. <laughs> what do you mean we haven't gone anywhere? We flew into Vienna. <laughs> we went straight to the hotel, filming the thing. <laughs> filming what thing? 
podcast. Got uh, videos here too. This is gonna be such a long fucking podcast. Well, I can't help us. Cicadas are watching. In in Austria. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want your chocolate? Uh, if we somehow get Austrian fans, which knock on wood, I doubt we ever will. Uh, Bad. <laughs> you were trying an accent there. I was laughing. I couldn't stop. All right, let's uh, get a ball rolling. I know about Germany. I don't really know a whole lot about Austria. Other than Vienna, music capital. Basically German. I don't know if you should sell that to. Well, not now. Like, but then, they're all speaking German over there. They you were. mean here, right? Because we're in <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Callaway and uh, Payne tell uh, uh, Martins to get out of town. Because like, Lionel was, was a criminal. He was. Yeah. No, he said a racketeer. Racketeer. But oh, Martins doesn't believe him. Yeah. He's, he's like, like he's not my buddy. My friend wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then, um, I guess Martins... Wait, 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 wait. At the funeral, they're throwing dirt off the little plate. Like a little platter and they have a little shovel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is that about? Did you have fun fact on that? No. You. Do you? No, I wanted to know. I was oh, hoping you I'm had sorry. It. I you failed. Know? I should, I I should part of the uh, funeral. Like, it was really cool, Can't... though. They were like a little tiny. There's also a mysterious pretty lady there. Yeah. Yes, and she walks off by herself. Played by Vali. She's a lot of right? Credit is Vali. What? Anne Schmidt. Anna Schmidt. Schmidt. <laughs> uh, an official approaches Martin, mm-hmm. um, who uh, requests that he give a lecture, yeah, and offers to pay him. That's at the hotel, yeah, because the other guard likes his books and introduces him to the official. I only remember one title in the Steel Pullman Kid because we got a shout out: uh, Lone Rider of Santa Fe and uh-huh. Space <laughs> Cowboy SpaceX or something like that. I wrote that down just because I thought it was really funny. Like I wrote in the Lone Rider. Of Santa Fe. I wrote a note that I guess this must have happened at some point. I don't remember it though, because forgive me, I've only seen this movie twice. Uh, Ken's favorite of about to punch someone and gets immediately denied with a counter punch. <laughs> that happened at some point, no? <laughs> I think, yes. um, yeah, Martin was going to like, punch oh, uh, Payne missed, or something. We, missed, yeah. we, missed, we skipped that part. What? He's at the bar. Yeah. Yeah, this was before they took him back to the hotel. Yeah. So uh-huh. we missed a I, I wouldn't say that's a critical part or anything. Well, it was, it's really funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you guys should have brought it up. And I just put the note there. So long, I forgot. Yeah. Um, one thing you guys might have noticed, the frequent use of Dutch angles. Okay. Yeah, I wrote down one part. I don't remember where it was. Of Dutch what? Dutch angles. I wrote down evil Dutch angle. Cause There's lots of them in this. Yeah. Um, somebody was being evil. And unlike the renowned hit film Battlefield Earth, which also uses lots of Dutch angles... <laughs> These are used a lot more expertly to create things like, you know, think necessary things, but, you know, could be considered overrated, I guess, to such an auteur as the whoever directed Battlefield Earth, uh, <laughs> who used them in every goddamn shot. Uh, uh, we think we create things like, you know, uneasiness and tension and um, and everything's kind of sideways. Yeah. Which is a German impressionistic technique. Huh, Slighten the camera a little bit. If you don't know what a Dutch angle is, I'm assuming Patrick doesn't because he's closing his eyes in boredom. Uh, I'm not I'm watching. You're watching what? You two talk. 
No, you're not. You have your eyes closed. Uh, the camera's basically slit to an, to an angle. It was used so much during this that uh, the director, Carol Reed, he received a gift from the crew at the end. Want to know what that was? A slanted something. No spirit level. A what? <laughs> I assume it's something to help him keep something it from slanting. <laughs> <laughs> and it had a note attached. Carol, next time you make a picture, just put this on top of the camera, will you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's pretty good. Oh, uh, he is offering... He gets approached by that official whose name I cannot remember off the top of my head. He's played by Wilfred Hyde White um, to give a lecture and Broadway? offers to pay for his lodging. Viewing this as an opportunity to clear his friend's name, Martins decides to stay in Vienna. Yeah. City of Lights. That's Paris, but, you know, I couldn't think of... I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what Vienna's nickname is. <laughs> I'm the uncultured one now. <laughs> Um, he receives an invitation, eventually, from Lime's friend, Baron Corbin. No, idiot. Uh, Kurtz. Kurtz. <laughs> Played by Ernst Deutsch. Who has a little dog with him. Yeah. Yeah. I almost missed the dog. Yeah, I had a point really out tiny. to it, even though he was holding me. <laughs> <laughs> he was a cute little thing. The black and white really uh, doesn't help when you have a black dog holding into your black shirt. <laughs> I know, I, thought, I, I saw the dog fine. Maybe you guys are blind. No, I saw it. I pointed out to Ken. Okay, you saw it. So Ken's Ken blind. was like, oh, what? dog. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and oh, I forgot what I was going to say. He's going to go gather some information. Well, no, he tells Martins that he, along with like his and Lime's friend, um, Popsky, the Romanian. Yeah. Um, they carried Pops. Lime to the side of the street after the accident. Yeah. And he and, said stuff about him. Um, he asked him to. He asked him to take care of. Uh, I miss Martin. Martin's and Anna Schmidt. Yeah. Um, Lime's girlfriend. Yeah. Who was also an actress. Who was um, at the funeral? She was. That was the mysterious lady, being all ladylike and yeah. mysterious. <laughs> yeah. uh, How do you guys feel about the music? The iconic, quote unquote, music. The music it, that you thought was from SpongeBob. <laughs> it may have only been because I thought it, like it reminded me of SpongeBob, but I didn't mind it most of the time. Um, there were a couple times when it was something dramatic happened, mm-hmm. and it did some music that I was not expecting. There's some interesting notes about the composer, Anton Karas, who was basically just some random guy playing in Vienna bars and nightclubs, and Carol Reed heard him playing um, at a party. He was playing uh-huh. the, um, oh, what's that instrument called? Uh, the Zinther player. Um, and he told him to come to his uh, hotel room, which <laughs> luckily turned out to be for something not seedy. <laughs> to, to, you want to be in a movie? <laughs> An American movie. <laughs> Sorry, British movie. I keep forgetting. I'm British. Uh, and uh, he eventually realized he wanted to use him for the, like the whole uh-huh. score. Yeah, I'd say overall, I, I like this score fine. And... Uh, we were obviously not alive to experience this, but this score apparently was a top hit in, <laughs> Whoa. like, worldwide top hit. Um, and the composer was able to open up a nightclub called The Third Man, because he was like, oh, nice. cha-ching! What do you mean? My note only just says he opened a nightclub. Probably Third Man-centric. And it was, like, so, like, 
well sold that they basically sold the movie to the point of like it said featuring the zinter score of anton karas he'll have you in a dither with his zinter <laughs> a plus let's watch it again <laughs> the, that was the ad campaign and the trailers <laughs> You don't get that kind of writing today. <laughs> For score. <laughs> oh, that's great. With that's amazing. Uh, I hope that's real. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look it up. <laughs> this is just in the facts that I saw. Um, <laughs> uh, one other fact that I'll share before we, you know, really commit to the whole uh, movie plot is... Uh, Something I really like about them shooting on location um, is that, and once again, this is not very long after World War II was over, that it's a very authentic like feel to a city that sometimes you don't get in really TV or movies at all. Like We're in the process of rewatching the X-Files now, and you can pretty much tell they're just filming in Vancouver all the time, <laughs> uh, using the same woods over and over again, uh, <laughs> when it's supposed to represent like Montana or New Mexico, whatever. Um, and uh, I'm just going to read this fact real quick. Patrick looks bored and angry. Uh, <laughs> Not a little bit. On nights when rain was unavailable to give the cobblestone streets the appropriate glistening sheen, for example, the city would provide a fire brigade to wet things down. And uh, Reed would also use local residents in the film as extras. And most notably, one of these is that balloon seller near the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. He did seem like, that's not an extra, that's just the guy <laughs> they saw. <laughs> I happen to be walking around with some balloons. Probably didn't speak English. <laughs> Get here, we're filming. Want to be in a movie? <laughs> Fine, I'll take your balloons. Get away. Get away from me. <laughs> All right, so... Um, Martins decides to go see Anna at the theater. And what do you make of the play that she was in? <laughs> it was apparently really funny because everyone else was laughing at it. I laughed. What do you think it was about? Um, uh, three women. There were sisters. And they were trying to get a man. And they all looked the same. It was like a period piece, too, it seemed like. Yeah. Yeah, Patrick's looking at him because he wants you to laugh at the word period. <laughs> nah. I think he's over it. You can laugh if you want, if you think it's funny. <laughs> nah, I wasn't laughing at that. Yeah, you were. You were trying to get Ken to laugh about it. Oh. And now we've wasted more time. Um, and uh, I guess he catches her when she goes off stage and she sees him. Yeah, and they he's like, <laughs> what does he say? Something kind of funny. Like, I thought it was kind of mean. He was like, she was about to go back out and like do more performance. She was doing like a costume change and he kind of snuck backstage. And he was like, hey... Uh, I'm Lime's friend, and she's, and like, she's like, "Oh God, I have to go." <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about this later. I, like, I thought she said it was like afterwards, and then yeah. she like walks off. Like, yeah, she, like she didn't say anything. It was just afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, if you're a smart person, you can ascertain that that means I will talk to you after this play because I am a professional. Yeah, and that wasn't her real hair at all. No, nope. it was a wig. Oops. I thought she looked better with the wig on. <laughs> Okay, that's the whole thing we could unpack, but I don't. <laughs> I don't think we have nearly enough hours to do that. Um, so they talk after the uh, play. Yeah, and what evidence does she provide? Because it's a little bit different than what he heard before. 
I think she oh. was told by somebody that he died right away. So he wasn't in any pain. She also suggests something. That. I don't remember. His death might not have been an accident. Pain. Yeah. Oh. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> <Pain>. <laughs> Good golly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if he might have been moited. Yeah. <laughs> say it. Say it. I know you want to. Say it, you Say filth. what? Say the line. It's moited? No. Say the There's line. There's been a murder. There. Ken stole it from you. There's been a murder. No, you don't get to, You don't get it now. <laughs> I did it. I queued it up for you and you didn't even do it. <laughs> All right, boss. I got to get some God, apart. you're disappointed. <laughs> That's a, a line from... Patrick's favorite show that he says almost every day that I see him, and he didn't do it this time. <laughs> well, you said that funny. You said murder. I didn't know what that was trying to go to. I feel like murder is just a trigger word for you, and you'll just say, "There's been a murder," because you do it all the time anyway. <laughs> well, Emperor Palpatine immediately popped in my head. I was trying to figure out what you were talking about. <laughs> I don't really want to go down that road anymore. Uh, she goes with him to talk to the porter. At Lime's building again. Yeah, because he doesn't speak very good English. No. And <clears throat> the porter claims that Lime was killed immediately. And could not have been given any instructions to his friends before dying. And is this where the, they found out there was a third man? Yeah, Kurtz and Popski. Pussy. The Romanian. Pepe Le Pew. That's a French name. Did not move the body on the street alone. There was a third, third man. So what'd you guys do when they, he said that? We screamed, third man! I knew it. <laughs> um, Martin gets mad. Yeah. Because he didn't tell the police. Yeah. And he was upset. He's like, oh man, my friend got murdered. And he mm-hmm. didn't even tell anybody. Yeah. And the angrier Martin gets, uh, the porters gets yeah, sort get of, gets here. worried about his family because his kid's watching. Oh yeah, the little ball boy. Yeah. yeah. Like an extra Kim probably could have played. <laughs> I don't know. Kids in like old timey movies always look so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a nice thing to say. But you're like not wrong. The kid looks stupid. Well, he threw the ball. Like he took off running. After. Look like such dunderheads, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, the porter's like, "Don't involve me. Yeah, get out of here. You children, you daddle." Home start runner. Um, uh, then they. I don't know if this is the same night, but then the police are now looking through Anna's stuff. Yeah, it is. They... For evidence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a crazy old German lady. <laughs> They're doing that. They're all her stuff. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, and uh, there's a nice exchange here that I liked where um, I, I think it was uh, Holloway who asked him, Asks her if she if Lime ever did anything nice for her. She's like one, and he's like yeah. what? And she's like you're holding it in your hand because it's her papers <gasps> essentially. Passport, passport. forgery. Yeah. Um, and I like not to dwell too much on that because it's not like oh that's such a good fucking thing. But I like it when you can convey information like that that also you know establishes history without it being super on the nose like that stuff at the beginning makes sense to me because it's like setting up where yeah. we are in time what's the deal in Vienna but like it's not a discussion of like oh 
he's the, like, oh, he forged me these papers. It's just so, something simple like that. Like a uh-huh. simple exchange between two characters. And we get... They tell you more than they actually say. Yeah. And smart filmmaking is like that. So, um, you know, culture point for me. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm not, I can't, <laughs> I can't award them to myself. I'd be corrupt. Like, uh, one Sir Harry Lime. Um, uh, we don't know that yet. I do. Cause I know him personally. Do you know that there was like a spinoff radio series with, uh, <laughs> of course you didn't know, but <laughs> there's a, not to be an asshole, no, you're right. but I know for a fact you don't. <laughs> there was a uh, radio prequel series starring Orson Welles, um, about Harry Lyme and his adventures before the movie. Yeah. Um, poisoning children. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I have never listened to them, but, um, <laughs> It's one of the early, I guess, examples of a, oh, this is popular. It's fucking running into the ground. <laughs> Get me a third man bar, third man prequel series. Fuck you, Star Wars. Third man did it first. Unnecessary prequels is our thing. Um, but yeah, uh, we find out that um, she has a forged passport. And if the police find out, they're going to arrest her. Because she is... Czechoslovakian. Czechoslovakian. From Russia. You, you know you... <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke, by the way. I don't know. I don't know where to begin with that. <laughs> you don't need to say it really fast after Ken says it, because Ken's already said it before you. <laughs> you done? What? Okay, cool. Uh, she'll get deported from Austria by the Russian occupying forces if she's discovered. Yeah. So she gotta be careful about that. They just they hold on to her papers, correct? He puts it in. His desk. Her papers and her letters. Because they don't automatically know that her they're sex fake, letters. Right? Uh, the, the, the British may seem to them? I, I, I can't remember the exact situation there. They were... Yeah, they... One they of them was looking... Uh, the Not the... Not Callaway, but the his underling. Mm-hmm. Um, he Payne? Yeah. He was looking at the passport. And he, like, turned to a certain page. And he was like, ah, yeah, see here? And then Callaway was like, oh, this yes, is good, this is a good... I thought he was pointing at the love letters, not the... He was pointing at the love letters. No, I think that was the passport at that point. It's debatable! Go right, back. I could we'll be we'll watch it again. Because he had letters right and he was like... I'll pause like, it right now and He's go like, back ooh, this is it. good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's when they went well, to the desk and she was like, well, you don't really have to read those. It's just all love letters. Nothing wrong here. I could be wrong. I think so. Can you always wrong? Um... So, yeah. I think too this is where she like they were cleaning up everything and then she like sneakily took a picture of lime that she had at her place and it was like I'm just gonna put this in my purse hope nobody sees this <laughs> 1940s everyone's stupid uh, <laughs> uh, it worked um, I can't remember who points uh, Martins to uh, Dr. Winkle Winkle Lime's medical advisor. Uh, I feel like that may have been the porter. porter? Mm-hmm. I remember that came up whenever they were talking about the third man. The man. third man, or like they're talking about it was his suspicious. Doctor? Oh, yeah. They dragged him over, and then his doctor was the one who walked by. I was like, oh, yep, he's dead. Yeah, because he was like, oh, his doctor and his friends were there, and no that's one really, was around. That's really convenient. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. He says there was only two people there, and um, a little bit later the porter comes back into uh, play. But he is murdered! Yeah. Boy, it's been a murder. 
it's not even fun anymore. <laughs> but he's, Why are you he's looking at me? I know because I assumed you were going to scream it for some I reason. I was not even going to say it. <laughs> well, Patrick, one thing you learn about you, you don't really know what the fuck you're going to do. I, I just I try to make educated guessing. I know what I'm doing. I know, do. but you know, it's hard to prepare. Do you? Yeah, do you, actually? Well, who has a job here and who doesn't? What does that mean? <laughs> he, just, he just threw up his hands because he doesn't know, so I guess that is true. Patrick doesn't know sometimes. Because he's the wild card. Or his kin, who knows? Real wild cards wouldn't be able to tell. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm the king. When Martins and uh, Anna arrives... <laughs> What douchebags? <laughs> they arrive at the the Rhymes apartment again, but they're unaware. And the young boy who was this far who, who saw them, who saw them <laughs> yelling before, uh, he starts Mordor, Mordor. He starts pointing, <laughs> he starts pointing <laughs> at Martins, and everyone in he starts the, doing a little dance and like singing a little song. Yeah, <laughs> he's like uh, he's riling the crowd up to make it look like that Martins is guilty of said murder um, and then that's when the where they're running from mob justice scary stinger music I don't know I like it I don't know if you remember but they used the music the theme from this in an episode of Better Call Saul I felt like I had heard it before this is Vince Gilligan's favorite movie um, who was the creator of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul? Um, but yeah, I can't remember what exactly. I think it was season one. Um, I can't remember. I can't even remember when exactly it happens or why. I just remember hearing it. It's like, uh-huh. oh, that's the third man. Because <laughs> you know about music, you know about this theme. If you two didn't, so now I guess if you hear it, again, I know about music. Sorry, movie music. Oh. <laughs> there you go. You I know, know some movie songs. Star Wars, the pop star. I wanna be the very best. I guess that's technically a movie score. No, it's Pokemon, the first movie. Maybe we'll do that on this one. Please. No. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so excited. Got so much to unpack. Why do the tears bring Ash to life? <laughs> because you care so much. It's <laughs> the whole basis of the show, Tyler. Why does Mewtwo erase all of their memories? They don't learn anything. The lesson of the movie is fighting, ba- fighting is bad, which is the whole premise of Pokemon. That's why you had to erase all their memories. Money. Merchandise. Anyway, now we're talking about Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> it just seems to always end up happening to some degree. Uh, yeah. You did it like you had to listen <laughs> stupid plan. <laughs> I haven't written in my phone. Uh, they escape from the crowd, and Martin's returns to his hotel. 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 <laughs> uh, that was funny. Sorry. He. Uh, it was the like he gets in a cab and it like drives off real fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looked like he was going to go to the, the prison though. Yeah, like some sort of goon was like kidnapping him, but no, it's just taking him to the book club meeting. That he's he, like he forgotten about. <laughs> but he's like I mean, justifiably. <laughs> He opens the door. He's like, like you see, like a like a side of relief just go over him. Yeah. He's like, oh, <laughs> book club, right? Oklahoma kid. And he goes, uh, bad because the Romanian is there. Yeah. He asks him about his next book, and Martin's. There's so much foreshadowing between each other. Martin pulls a Patrick and just is like, uh, it's called uh, the Third Man, and it's a murder story <laughs> inspired by facts. I think is what he says. Yeah. Yes. And the guy was like, fact or fiction? <laughs> it's like both. And 
<laughs> it said stick to one of them. <laughs> right. It's like stick to one, you, you ninny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, then some thugs try to get him and he runs away. <laughs> yeah. Martin's not oh, much of a fighter. He runs away and a parrot bites his finger. Yeah, when he's it's walking like out. bleeding everywhere. Trying to out the window. Well, bleeding as much as it can in the 1950s movies. <laughs> Can't do a whole lot of violence. You gotta allude to violence. Um, then he meets up with Calloway again who's like, Get out of Vienna, you idiot. I keep telling you. I wrote down a quote from this meeting. Uh, Calloway said to him, You were born to be murdered. Yeah. <laughs> I believe there was another there's something else there's another line that I liked I can't remember if I wrote it down or not because Holloway says it uh, let me see oh death's at the bottom of everything Martin sleep death to the professionals <laughs> <laughs> and then Martin's like I might use that in my line and I was just like Holloway's like no I'll write my own book <laughs> yeah I'll read your stupid books <laughs> this guy does just gestures over to uh, Sergeant Payne <laughs> sounds like a wrestler name uh, <laughs> um, but he's like get you know, how many times do I got spelled out for you? He's like, no, he's a good guy. And uh, then he's like, let's sit down, buddy. Cause I, got, I, got... <laughs> I can prove he is not. Uh, we're going to have some, I, I hope you didn't eat lunch because we're going to have some dead kids <laughs> to <laughs> unpack for you. Um, basically, um, Callaway reveals that Lyme has been stealing penicillin from military hospitals and selling it on the black market. And diluting it to make more money. Yeah, yeah so that like a lot of people die. Yeah, and also Sounds I thought fun. it was funny, but really out of tone for the scene when they started this. Uh, pain had the wrong slides on the projector. Yeah, that was <laughs> a picture of a rhino. Yeah, it was a rhino. <laughs> pain, you idiot! <laughs> I really like that. But I was That's your target like... audience right there. <laughs> Is this moron? What are you even doing with the rhino? <laughs> we were looking at that in private earlier. Like, oh yeah, we'll look at the rhino. Fine, as long as you switch him back. <laughs> he did not. You failed. He had one job, Payne. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. I hope you don't become charge of uh, MI6 or something. <laughs> James Bond. Yeah, get it. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. He's told me earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen a James Bond movie? Yeah. Name one. One with him in it, though. I don't know about that. <laughs> you saw the one where he goes to Japan? He's in that one. <gasps> that was a funny one. Yeah. That's a, not one that we're ever going to talk about on here. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy it too, but Jesus, it is potentially the most racist thing I've ever seen. What? <laughs> she is a very sexy fool. <laughs> Not the most racist thing I've ever seen, but my God. <laughs> Don't put that on a Blu-ray. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he was diluting penicillin, which was, I think, basically new at the time. And it was scarce outside of like military hospitals. So, obviously, it was worth a lot. And um, his evidence convinces Martins that, oh, God, my friend was, a, was an asshole, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and then... I'm getting out of here. Yeah, he decides he is going to leave. He's going to go say goodbye to Anna first. After going to a weird party. Where? Weird party. Huh? Yeah. There was like a lady dancing. And then oh, a whole bunch of ladies like, uh, sitting at the bar. And looking yeah. At him, and he goes and buys her roses. They weren't roses. They were weird flowers. Yeah. We're, 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 same thing. Flowers are flowers. I feel like you wouldn't have said that. <laughs> they were white poofy flowers. If Kin said, if Kin tried to correct you, say it. Say it. Mr. You bought Ve her flowers. <laughs> yeah. Roses. Almost like I called you out on it, and you don't want to seem like a jerk now. Well, he said it correctly at the beginning. He said flowers, and then he went roses for some reason. 
sometimes I don't believe I know you. <laughs> um, and uh, he finds out that she's also like aware of what Lyme was doing. Yeah. But she still is in love with him. And uh, she's and she's about to be deported. And in this scene, where he first gets there, there is a cat, and he pets the cat, and the cat doesn't like him. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, that cat only liked Harry. And the cat goes out the window. Harry Lima. For now. Lima Bean. And then pretty much the next scene in the movie is he goes outside, and there's someone, and the cat's there. All he sees is his feet. Yeah. In the alleyway. Hidden in the door. Nighttime. Yeah. A cat walks up, rubs against his Meow. feet. Meow. And, uh, uh, and we get the reveal that uh, Harry Lyon is still alive, played by Orson. Yeah. Wait, not yet. Yeah, we do, because it shows <laughs> his shoes and then pans cause up. Because Martin's him. like, who are you? Who are you? Why are you following me? And then... And then this like, old lady opens the door. She's like... Well, no, before that, he's like, who are you? Exactly. Why are you following me? Why are you saying anything? <laughs> yeah. Cat got your tongue? Yeah, yeah. And I laugh. And the lights come on because someone's mad at him being hit really loud. Yeah. And the light really lights late. up Harry's face. Yeah. And he's alive the whole time. It's a pretty good reveal, I think. Um, I guess, did you guys assume he was still alive? At that point, yeah. I mean, before that. No. No. <laughs> you thought he was dead? Yeah. Or you didn't care? Yeah, he was buried. I thought he was dead. Oh. Um, Martin Scorsese. I figured most people would know who went in the coffin. So <laughs> <laughs> They got me at the end. I was, I was bewildered at that You were point. bamboozled yeah. <laughs> to use your own language. Most people are like, oh, this is Harry. We're um, Martin Scorsese is a big fan of this film. I don't know if you two are aware of who Martin Scorsese is. He does good movies. Name one. Kind of likes a lot of them. Which one? Say one of his movies. Though. I don't know. Jesus, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> uh... What kind of what was his most what was his genre? He does a lot of mobster movies, but I wouldn't say that's his uh, genre. Yeah, uh, he did. Some, uh, he also did a Scarface, black... right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Can't think of any mobster. Brian stuff. De Palma did Scarface. <laughs> um, he did, and I can't believe I have to walk through this, but we are called Uncultured Swines here. Uh, Goodfellas, Raging Bull, Taxi Driver, The Departed, Gangs of New York, The Aviator. I've heard of The Departed. I've heard of most Wolf of Wolf of Wall Street. You've um, heard of what? I've heard of most of those. Have you seen any of them? Yeah. Uh, I've seen The Aviator. Uh, he did uh, Hugo, which I know you saw because I yeah. saw it with you. Um, but yeah, those are just some of his movies. Basically considered best living film or director of like alive still. Um, he wrote his thesis in film school. Or he wrote a major thesis on it while in film school, and he got a B plus. And his tutor said, "Forget it; it's just a thriller." <laughs> but he uh, he gave an interview, I guess, when they re-released not re-released it, but they put out a new edition of it, and um, he talks about this scene. And I'm going to read you the quote because um, from think... the thesis. No, it's from the interview with Martin Scorsese. Okay. Um, about four months ago, I'm not going to do this in Martin, Scor Martin Scorsese impersonation because I'll just embarrass myself. Um, about four months ago, I screened a beautiful 35 millimeter print of the picture for my daughter and her friends. Why do we keep watching this? <laughs> I guess is what she <laughs> asked because that's in quotes. I suppose it's uh, cotton and uh, volley. Uh, that's the emotional co emotional core of the picture. For instance, the scene where Holly Martin's uh, finally goes to her apartment. He's a little drunk. And he tells her he loves her, and he knows he doesn't have a chance. That's when he says, the cat only liked Harry. It's Harry Lyme. So that leads right into the great revelation of Harry Lyme in the doorway with the cat, which is iconic. But it's more than that. It's one of the great epiphanies in movies. The cat turning a corner and nestling itself on those 
wingtip shoes, and then Harry Lime being revealed when the light is turned on in the doorway and it shines in on his face. Um, and uh, I, 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 I agree with him on that. Um, I believe Orson Welles, he was like, yeah, I'll do this part because obviously this is going to be like, everyone's talking about you. That's the role that everyone's talking about you and you don't show up. So the anticipation of you as a character is like at all time high. And then when you reveal, you're like the star of the movie. And I would say without a doubt, Orson Welles is probably the best, gives the best performance in the movie in the like the little amount of time that he's in it as Harry Lyme. Orson Welles is, um, if you don't know, um, in... <laughs> Uh, it's just I have to like walk you guys through this. You? I bet Kid knows what he's in. I don't. Yeah, you do. Nope. Orson Welles. I've heard of that name. <laughs> I think I have heard of the name. I'll say that. I'm pretty sure where what you're thinking. He of. was the voice of Unicron in the Transformers <laughs> animated movie. <laughs> Did you see that one, Kid? <laughs> the 1980s one with the planet Transformer. I think planet so. transformer. Yeah, he was the planet-sized transformer. Holy moly! Did you not see it? No, I want it's to. Now. Terrible. <laughs> He's the voice in it. He did. I don't think he knew what Transformers was. <laughs> What's he famous for? Citizen Kane. Oh, I, th- I knew that. Considered actually. the greatest movie of all time. I thought. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> you agree with that? <laughs> not that, but I. <laughs> no, you 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 couldn't argue with this. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, Orson Welles. Uh, I have a somewhat funny fact about him filming this movie because he was kind of a diva. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, uh, Martin sees that Lime is still alive, and then Lime disappears into the shadows. Yeah, like Bane or Batman <laughs> or both. Um, and he uh, he calls on Calloway, said, "Hey, he's alive." And uh, like, they no, both deduce that he like went through the sewers, so they decide to exhume Lime's coffin. Yeah, and they discover that the body is in fact of Harbin, yeah, Joseph Harbin, Harbin an was... orderly who was stealing penicillin. I think they established him earlier in the movie. Yeah, yes, they were still he was stealing for uh, Lima Bean. Mm-hmm. Callaway said and, earlier that yeah. he and was... he went missing after he turned yeah. into an informant. Yeah, they've been they... missing for like a week. Yeah, because he tattled. <laughs> Snitches get stitches, or in this <clears> case, murdered than. Pretend, like I guess they just close the coffin on you and don't bother to look at your body. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely live. Yeah. Stitches. Don't check. So the next day, uh, Martins goes to Kurtz and he demands to see Lime, and uh, I, I and he's like, "Tell him to. I know he's alive, you idiots, and <laughs> tell him to meet me at the Ferris wheel." And I like this little play on expectations because Lime literally just walks up and it's like really pleasant about everything yes. initially. <laughs> He's like, doo, 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 doo. hey, buddy, what's going on? <laughs> um, and uh, I guess I just, I'm looking at something, looking up something again. But uh, what did you think of Orson Welles in this? I thought it was fine. Yeah, I thought he did a good job. Like you said, I guess he wasn't in it very often, but like when he was. Like, yeah, he was a pretty cool character and stuff. Yeah, because you have, like, you're picturing him in your mind a lot of the time. Because you don't, they, I don't even think they, did they show any pictures of him I don't think so. beforehand? Um, so, so you, I didn't, yeah. When she grabs the picture and stuff, I don't think they let you see it. It's just. Mm-hmm. Or I think it does, but it's, like, so brief, maybe. Yeah. Because I didn't recognize him when he uh-uh. shined his face. I knew it was yeah. him at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. sort of smiling. Yeah. 
Martin Scorsese considers it the best reveal in all of cinema. Um, and I think he knows what he's talking about. Patrick's <laughs> like he wants to argue that fact. Against... It looks to me like he's more trying to think of a, a better reveal, yeah. like Darth Vader um, being Luke's father or something. I mean, that's a really good one. I'm, I'm not saying that's a definitive. I'm just saying that's what Martin Scorsese says. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying Darth Vader's cool. He's pretty cool. Um, might have also been a good voice for Darth Vader. Uh, Orson Welles but you know obviously James Earl Jones no arguing there I bet Orson Welles was in the conversation um, and they decide uh, to go on the Ferris, Ferris wheel. wheel the Viner Reisenthrad yeah um, and what I'm gonna it? play this is our first clip from the movie because this is my favorite scene in the movie and it's considered I guess the definitive scene of the movie um, and I'll just play it now Look down there. Would you really feel any pity if one of those dots stopped moving forever? Wait, before I go into the clip a little bit more, a little context. Uh, I guess they're on the Ferris wheel. And um, <coughs> they're sort of just having sort of pleasant talk beforehand. Where uh, uh, Lime is just like, how you been, man? And... Uh, <laughs> um, I can't even remember. Martin's is just like, I know you did, yeah. jerk. You were killing all those people. Stop acting like <laughs> I don't know. And that leads into like just uh, this little exchange here. Okay, sorry about that. I'll start from the top. Victims? They melodramatic. Look down there. Would you really feel any pity if one of those dots stopped moving forever? If I offered you 20,000 pounds for every dot that stopped, would you really, old man, tell me to keep my money? Or would you calculate how many dots you could afford to spare? Free of income tax, or Free of income tax. Oh, well, you can save money that day. Pretty good deal. A lot of good your money will do you in jail. That jail's in another zone. There's no proof in the answer. Besides you. Uh-oh. He's, like, smiling at him, and now he's, like, his face turned serious. <laughs> The door to the Ferris wheel is a wrap. Yeah. Part, I think. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think it was pretty easy to get rid of. Pretty easy. Wouldn't be too sure. I carry a gun. Don't think they'd look for a bullet wound after you hit that ground. Dug up your coffin. Dang. So now the police, he knows that the police know he's alive. like about that scene 
shot. Money shot. Where he says, <laughs> I just said this. I know, but we might have to go back. Uh, we had a little oop oops, uh, guys. Uh, so uh, there might be just a sound cut out in a minute. Uh, but yeah, just go over the point again. I just like it when he offers of money mm-hmm. to kill people. I mean, he's, how much money would you take? It also like shows like the allure of just being a bad person because <laughs> it seems very easy to like. Uh, Lime, in the very least. <laughs> he did seem very nonchalant about that. No, it's fine. Like, like, he, yeah, he just basically has a sort of nihilistic view of humanity where he's just sort of viewing them as things to take advantage of. And he argues that that's exactly what the government is doing at this point. So why shouldn't I make a profit from it? Um, and Orson Welles is, like, just great at being overall menacing. <laughs> <laughs> or switching from, like really friendly to in that scene or it's like really the only one who knows is you and I hope I'm like hmm and that's immediately what I do of like the police know <laughs> shit <laughs> I was just kidding man I can't, I can't kill you you're my buddy <laughs> and um there's actually like there was actually like a wrong standing rumor that Orson Welles covertly directed this movie but he didn't. It's just inspired by a lot of, or it's clearly influenced by a lot of his movies, like Citizen Kane and The Stranger, Lady from Shanghai, all movies that Ken has definitely seen. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, it was it's Carol Reed. He get he, he gets the credit. Orson Welles, uh, I think he only filmed for like a week, and um, he, didn't <laughs> even, he didn't even want to go in the sewer, so he was like, I won't do that. <laughs> um, let me. I wrote this one down. Yeah, I guess I was like, <laughs> what? As a real sewer. Uh, he well no he offic- he initially didn't want to do the sewer scenes because he was convinced that bad air would give him some disease. Carol Reed claimed there was nothing to worry about as the smell was a result of disinfectant, not excrement. According to Reed, oh so it wasn't raw sewage. Yeah, I didn't think so. The apprehensive Wells did not believe him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since he refused to film in the sewers, his close-ups were shot in London, and a body double was used for the wide shots. Huh. I brought that up just because I know Patrick has to deal with stuff like that. So was were, was Orson Welles just worried for no reason? From air? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about when they were running around in it? I wouldn't run around. <laughs> Ross, I, I don't yeah. think they were running. I, I doubt that they would be no, running yeah, around yeah. in raw sewage. <laughs> even, even treated sewage, I wouldn't run around. But you could tell they were definitely running around in actual sewers, like not yeah sets. Yeah. Um, I still wouldn't run around. I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're getting paid... Thousands and thousands. Well, of course, if I was getting paid. But not a lot of money to show up for a week to do the movie. Just suck it up, Orson Welles, and go in there. To... <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're still on the Ferris wheel scene, by the way. Uh, we get the cuckoo clock speech, which is one of the most famous things in cinema. Purportedly, sorry, one of the most famous for this movie. Which I do not a... remember this being in the movie. I do. Um, it was a pretty good one. I will try to play it again and hopefully not unplug my... What? <laughs> my mic this time but let me I read the whole table <laughs> not that awful but what the fella said in Italy for 30 years out of the Borgias they had warfare terror murder and bloodshed but they produced Michelangelo Leonardo da Vinci and the Renaissance in Switzerland they had brotherly love they had 500 years of democracy and peace and what did that produce the cuckoo clock so what do you make interpret that scene or how do you interpret that like his line there 
should I read it over again because yes. Patrick wasn't paying attention? I was. No, you weren't. You were throwing your sock like an idiot. Uh, you know what the fellow said. In Italy, for 30 years under the borders, they had warfare, terror, murder, and bloodshed, but they produced Michelangelo, Leonardo da Vinci, and the Renaissance. In Switzerland, they had brotherly love. They had 500 years of democracy and peace. And what did they produce? The cuckoo clock. So I get like he's trying to justify uh, doing kind bad of things. Yeah, doing bad things because uh, like hardship, uh, like proceed or like generates innovation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like that's more just like a not a cause. <laughs> a correlation does not imply that no. it cost it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like he's incorrectly justifying what he's doing. Uh, why, does he, why can't he just say I want money? Apparently, well, because obviously he's got to sound smart. Uh, uh, that was an added line from Orson Welles because they needed something to put there just to like pace the scene. Um, That's pretty funny. And I guess he took it from a play. Um, I don't want to go into the whole context. There's a whole bit about it on this page, but. Um, Something to note, um, and this is Orson Welles. It quotes Welles as saying, when the picture came out, the Swiss very nicely pointed out to me that they've never made any cuckoo clocks. <laughs> um, as clocks, those clocks are native to the German Black Forest. Um, and then another writer, uh, John McPhee, pointed out when the Borgias flourished in Italy, Switzerland had the most powerful and feared military in Europe and was not peacefully, <laughs> was not the peacefully neutral country it would later become. <laughs> But I, I, whether it's correct or not, it's still a good line. I think it gets um, the point across. Yeah, I mean, like justifying. He, he's a bad man. It doesn't. Yeah. He's not it really. Works even better, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's not. A, he's not a nice fellow. Um, where was I gonna? Okay, so he they they're done with the Ferris wheel. Um, after he's like my victims were insignificant and um, he's a amoral. Obviously, yeah. um, he then and he offers the jobs to Martin again, I believe, he does to work on the black market with him. I'd like to cut you in, old man. And Martin's is like, nope. <laughs> 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 um, so Calloway he meets up with Martin's and he's like, "Help me bring him in, old chap." <laughs> my Martin's impersonation. Yeah. Um, and he's like, "I don't want to," and then I. He wants basically the deal is he gets Anna out safe of yeah. Vienna in exchange for his involvement. Yeah, and then they he makes a joke about reading one of his books. Yeah, it, he. No, that's later. Oh. Um, they go and talk to Anna. He's like, nope. <laughs> I love yeah. my lime. <laughs> basically, she's like, "Why are they being nice to me? They were going to arrest her for having the fake passport mm-hmm. and send her to Russia." And then Does she know Lime's alive at this point? I think she finds out this conversation. Yes, because she wants to know why why Martin is there to help her. And why Martin is there and why they're helping her. Mm-hmm. And she's able to piece together that he's helping because Lime must be alive. And um, she says no. No, she rips up the passport. <laughs> and then... Martin's again like, okay, I'm going to leave. I'm getting the fuck out of Vienna. It's like a, I feel like a yo-yo. Um, <laughs> and then I can't remember how he ends up at the hospital. Callaway just wants to change his mind. Yeah. Did he tell him he had to go there before he'd like, fly him out? Or I can't remember. I don't remember exactly either. I just know that like 
this is what his trump card to like get yeah martin's to help uh they go they take take him to the hospital look at Babies. children's that were Dead. given the diluted penicillin and were brain damaged as a result of it they don't show it but i mean you get the point across of like yeah. it's not those are toys that aren't being played with what those are toys that aren't being played with yeah yeah and there's like some of the shots again this was <laughs> i'm not just making it up i know you're not it's just funny that you pointed that out <laughs> they weren't playing with them they're I dead know. Not funny. The toys were dead or the kids were dead? The kids. What are you laughing? It's not funny that they died. It's not funny that they died. It's funny that you're like, like no one's playing with those toys. Yeah, it's sad. <laughs> Get them out of there. Toys gotta be played with. They're wasted on them. Give them, give them the kids that aren't brain damaged. <laughs> okay, so he sees the the kids and he's like, I'm back in, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Um. <laughs> this is kind of so i wrote down like on my notes uh right before is after they figured out out about lime um after they exhumed the body patrick kind of checked the time and he was like huh there's 40 minutes left i was like what uh-uh and then we checked the time, and there were 40 minutes left. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so I wrote down a note, like, um, and again, I get there are points. Like, you brought up some points that I wasn't paying attention to, and they do explain, like, good stuff. You need to be there. But I feel like the last 40 minutes of the movie was basically like, I'm going to help. No, I'm not. She's oh, not going to help. I'm not going to help. I'm going to help again. No, I'm not. I don't want to. He was my friend. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like you were saying, just it's stressful in being a yo-yo man. <laughs> it's a stressful time in Vienna. Your friend's alive, and now he's smel- selling, selling, selling the smack selling. to the kids <laughs> and uh, killing people. And it's real stressful. And there's this girl that's friend zoned you completely and is in love with your evil best friend. Nope. <laughs> who's Be also fair, who, to your loved- best friend who just tried to murder you and <laughs> or threatened to murder you. No, he said I'll never hurt you. Buddies. After he found out that the police <laughs> knew that he was alive, <laughs> still said he wouldn't hurt him. Patrick, did you relate to Harry Lime? No, I feel like I was a chump. Nah, I feel like you two would hardcore get along until one of you murdered the other. One. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> you say no, but your eyes say yes. What? Waiting on you to say something. Oh, I didn't say. Why not? I don't know. You saw the movie. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> Did not suck. You suck. Uh, and Martin's, uh, and it sets up the rendezvous with uh, Lime. Yeah. He's trying to sneak out of it. But Anna shows up. Yeah. This is also where the balloon man yes. comes into play. It was, I assume, a favorite of yours. Yeah. That part was funny. He looked like our friend Nick Witty. I thought it was Lime in disguise. <laughs> As the man I was hoping that would be it. <laughs> nope. Just some kindly man some... selling balloons at one o'clock in the morning <laughs> police are finally just like fine give us one get, get out get, of here get out i'll take it <laughs> uh anna shows up to the rendezvous i don't remember how does she aware of where they're meeting <laughs> she i remember martin asked her about that and she had an answer i don't remember what it was hmm. regardless she... she shows up and she's like let me get out of here yeah and, and then he and shows then up yeah. my favorite part of the movie 
where they have a chase. Yeah, I like the sewer chase. Yeah, that's a very the cinematography in this movie is just like I can't imagine it being in color because color movies were a thing at this point. But you know, probably cheaper also to be black and white. But like this movie is just gorgeous, and during this scene in particular, like the yeah. lighting is so good and like the shadows of him run away and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, when after he like uh, my favorite shot in the whole movie is um, after he spoilers in a few seconds when he shoots lime and like the light is hitting him from behind in the sewer and it's just like a wide from far away sort of and he's just sort of walking towards the camera um robert krasker is the cinematographer i feel it's always important that we note people that we praise and by we i mean typically me but i guess you like <laughs> the look of this movie too so you can give him a high five yeah when you go look at his gravestone <laughs> as well <laughs> i like when he was Putting his fingers on the grate and putting his fingers to yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe think of Undertaker in that one entrance with all the hands. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, they have a chase through the sewers, which this is mostly not Orson Welles because he didn't want to get sick. Um, which Patrick and the director correctly pointed out that probably wasn't an issue unless it was super cold and he might have. <laughs> I'm just saying from the air, not from the yeah. liquids. A couple people definitely fell in the liquids. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be doing that. That's, <laughs> still got some E. coli going on in there. <laughs> um,. So yeah, there's a lot of cat and mousing going on until Lime shoots Payne. Yeah, Sergeant Payne, he's dead. He is. Payne. And then Martin just like takes his gun. And he's like, "This is mine now." And yeah, Cowboy, <laughs> Cowboy shoots, <laughs> Cowboy shoots Lime. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's like, "Be careful, even though you're friends." Yeah. We'll shoot, shoot him, him. when you see him. I was like, I'd still be like, <laughs> "Yeah, I, I, I get it. I'm gonna shoot him when I see him. He's not. He's, he's threatened to murder me at this point." We're friends. It's probably more accurate at this point. Yeah. So I guess, like Patrick said, he gets to a great. You can't get it because he's hurt, and it's also probably super heavy. And um, Lime gets to him, and he hesitates. Martin's. Sorry, Martin's gets to Lime, and he hesitates. Yeah. And, and then... I think he nods at him, right? Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. Then a shot. They like, make eye contact. Yeah, and we just hear a shot. We don't see like the murder. I think I don't think there's um, any sort of implying that he Lime is still alive. I think he's dead. I, have... Yeah, I didn't think that like they would try and set something like that up. I'm but pretty like... sure they would check the coffin at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like we, I did notice like I'm sure they just didn't show anything, but I did laugh. I was like, okay, let's bury this coffin. No one check this time. <laughs> Dang it. Dang it. God damn the limes! <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's like two Good lime fever over here. <laughs> there were like multiple armies in the sewers, so I'm pretty sure they checked on the body before. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, someone removed it. Yeah. Like, that's another thing I like this movie. There's not a. I'm sure there's a, obviously there's themes. There's uh, like interpretations you can make of it, but I just enjoy it as a straight up noir slash thriller. Like, I'm not going to go into like interpretations or anything on this one. They're there. <laughs> we're uncultured we're not going to do the same thing we did with uh other podcasts that we may have recorded we might do it in the future this is the first one i have to keep stressing that this is the first one yeah um, that we've ever done obligation yeah from walmart no from mac and cheese <laughs> dots craft yeah Mm-mm. get me that craft mac and cheese What's mac and cheese give me those craft oh yeah oh, get me those <laughs> get me those uh Cheesy bit disney bites. princess shapes yeah, Star Wars Bob. Yoda. Ooh, 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 yeah. Okay, we did that. That's our ad break at the near the end of the movie. <laughs> um, so yeah, they have a second funeral for Lime. I'm assuming they use the same hole <laughs> they dug before. Hopefully, 
caught and just buried him on top of um with the same gravestone. Yeah, <laughs> they barely put him in the same coffin as Harbin. <laughs> Fuck these two guys. <laughs> um and he, at the risk of missing his own his flight, he decides to hang back because Anna's at the cemetery and yeah, Martin's she's still sad. And we have this long tracking shot of her walking towards the camera, and um, she ends up walking right past him. Yep. And he lights a cigarette. Yeah. I, I like this scene. I assume you two were going to complain about it because you two seem to hate prolonged sequences. <laughs> well, How did you feel? Um, honestly, I didn't remember. I didn't notice she walked you, past. I know you were looking at your phone. I, you were. <laughs> I looked over at you. <laughs> you were on your phone. I and then, and then when out. it said the end, you were like, you looked up and were like, whew. <laughs> yeah, you were paying attention to the last I noticed, shot. I noticed when he got out of the car. I mean, I was watching up to that point. And I was like, oh, he's just going to go manic out with her. But no, the thing that you think is going to happen doesn't happen. And originally, yeah. apparently in the book, this is the case. And uh, the author wanted this in the movie. There was a happier ending. Where, I guess they imply that those two get together anyway. Yeah. But I like it when they don't get together. Uh, the director, and I guess um, let me look at this fact. The producer David O. Selznick, very famous guy who apparently was a huge asshole in the film of this movie, but was right in this case. Uh, <laughs> they wanted to end the film on like they didn't want to end it on an artificially happy note because. Mm-hmm. It would make no sense for these two people to get together at the end. I no, mean, he, yeah. he loves her, but she obviously doesn't love him. Um, she likes liked Lime. Um, I don't know why he even likes her. but And the author, she's hot. Uh, the author was like, one of the very few major disputes between Carol Reed and myself concerned the ending. And he has been proved tri- triumphantly right. So even he was eventually <laughs> like, yeah, that's better. <laughs> and I agree. I think it's a really good ending. Um, yeah. Especially with the just long shot um building up on what you think is going to be the couple yeah kissing and And like just like oh guess not he's like fuck you (laughs) and that's the end of the third man not the first not the second not the fourth third Third man not the fifth it's five uh, is right out added a cricket noise right there (laughs) (laughs) i know what you're referencing (laughs) i hate you (laughs) um but yeah, that's the third man. Um, what did we like? Uh, sewer chase. Yep. Patrick's nodding his head. It's a podcast, Agreed. I remind you. Um, anything else? Uh, you seem to like Orson Welles. Yeah. The yeah, SpongeBob music. The cat. The cat. The dog. I liked all the animals in this movie. There's a yeah. dog, there's a cat, there's a parrot, there's more dogs in the sewer chase. Um, the uh, Ferris wheel scene was cool. Yeah, I like Caldwell's mustache. Yeah, Just there's like, some good mustaches in this movie. Well, that's of the time. It's Callaway, not Caldwell. <laughs> the, by yeah, the way. someone else <laughs> had one. I don't remember who. Oh, oh never mind. I can point that one out. had one, did he not? There's a Hitler guy with a mustache. He had the Hitler stash. One guard was like, yeah, I missed that. <laughs> they do have, uh, you know, Austrian army uniforms, which look similar to German army uniforms at the time not nazis <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but yeah so what did we not like then uh again like i was saying earlier towards the end it felt kind of yo-yo-y mm-hmm. yo-yo and i'm not sure boring. that was necessary boring wasn't much action stuff well it's not an action movie it could have been though it 
<laughs> wow, I guess you could apply that to every bad movie, couldn't you? You like could if, say it could have been this thing and it would have been great. If you would have pushed him off the Ferris wheel, that would have been funny. Wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how the rest of the movie would have went if that happened. But like he's hanging on the edge. He didn't die. You thought he did just then, didn't you? I did. See, what they're doing here is artificially creating something that would have been more exciting, but in reality it would have just been dumber. <laughs> Patrick's going like, well, like, well, like, I'm right, so you're wrong. You asked for my opinion. I did, so. but I didn't ask for that opinion. Uh, we haven't gotten to well, how would you have made sense. it better. <laughs> how does it not make sense? We have, we have your, you have your own little designation of make this movie better what you know designated spot what's that you have a song oh a song yeah noir films oswald where does this movie fit in for you guys even though this is the first one are we rating it yeah sure have you on go yeah three two one go three Two, one, go. Five. Five. Woo! First time ever. First time episode. Woo! That was a huge spike. <laughs> Sound. Uh, I mean, I've only, out of all the ones we've watched, and I know this is the first one, but you gotta, I put in parentheses for real though. <laughs> out of the ones we've watched, this is the one I've seen the least, but I would probably give it a seven or an eight around there. Um, I see why it's as considered as influential as it is because you see the it's DNA in a lot of things from like <laughs> it made me think of the Brack show <laughs> that, that episode <laughs> where they have the spies and they meet on the bridge yes. at one point. <laughs> oh man uh, I can't remember what it's called but <laughs> it's one of my favorite episodes of the Brack show um, that one's just noir inspired yeah. anyway it's just this one reminded me of that with the trench coats and everything And but yeah uh, I really enjoy this movie, um, just as a straight-up noir movie. Um, did you guys connect that to the last one you watched? No. You know when you guys well, do that, I give you a point, right? Yeah. The last one we watched was... You already forgot her? What we was it her? Uh-uh. Said it earlier. The phone one was the last one we watched. The what? The phone one. No, it wasn't. It's the one that you were wanting to watch for a while. Oh, Blade Runner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the both noir films. Oh <laughs> yeah, the big boys play. Yeah, you got to do that naturally. I can't. <laughs> I can't tee you up for it, so you don't get a point. This well, I thought time that was just an obvious one. I, I thought there was a more vague connection. No, I, I got. You, remember who I'm dealing with? I'm dealing with you two. I got a vague connection. So I'm trying to go. I, for... I could have told you that they're both noir films. Okay, next time I'll make sure to do it something a little bit more. I'm big. just saying that one was more like it was easy to tell. Like I do. I knew this was more was definitely a noir. Film. Then what was the connection between her and Blade Runner? Technology. Technology. But that's I would, not have, count, I I would have counted that, but there was a more specific one I was looking at. Non-human. Love technology. with non-humans. Questions of what humanity. And then what was before that under the skin, which had the obvious one of Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> and I'm not going to go through all of them. But <laughs> good golly, Miss Molly. Okay. Molly? Uh, yeah. So you guys can play along with that game because these two nincompoops have obviously not been aware, <laughs> even though I told them that at the beginning. <laughs> well, no, I knew that you were like picking them with reasons. You're a ding you're, you're a ding, you're a ding a ling. Someone get him a shirt that says that. No. No, I am. 
I was saying I'm not surprised we did not pick it I know, it but you're, you're a dingling. <laughs> because I'm a dingling. Right. And I, you need a shirt designating you as such. I'm fine. All I want to say is, oh, yeah, I'm the best. Like when we get merch, we'll have that. Yeah. Yeah. They have my face on Not it. what Patrick said, but what you said. Yeah. And my face on it will be on it too. So it's, no, I'm yours, better. And yours will have stink lines around it. And it's like, oh, these stink lines are just awesome lines. That sounds really complicated. So no, we're just going to stay with my idea because I'm the merch man. Well. I don't get any merch. That's debatable. You two are the stars. Stars? I don't know about that. What? I don't know about that. Well, obviously no one's coming here for me. I'm not a barrel of laughs. They're coming here for us. Yeah. That's what we are learning from this Yeah, podcast. they want to feel smart, so therefore they're going to listen to you two idiots <laughs> talk about good movies in a way that infuriates people that like movies. You're welcome. You feel smart now? No, I'm, I'm helping I'm, out. No, not you. I'm talking to the audience. <laughs> I'm smart. You feel at home? Are you, are you, are you happy with your film degree now? <laughs> I'm, but we're all really smart. It's not about movies. <laughs> you look genuinely sad for a minute. Okay, so I guess we should wrap it up. So, what time is it? it? Like life, or how long have we been alive in the podcast? You do we like die and then come back to life with each recording? You don't I know. know. You don't I know what we're doing. You don't know what we're doing in between these, even though this is the first one. Yeah, not really. And when we were talking about the ones we watched earlier, that was in the, fu- the future ones we're gonna watch. No, it's in a separate dimension. Oh, can we give away a prize? On one of these episodes, if you want to call in, someone calls in and we're like, Yeah, uh, we're not live. What <laughs> I don't know who told you that, or you just assumed it's it. I assume I, you it's just it's on my it. mic with a red light. Ugh. Yeah, it doesn't say live on it, does it? He looked at it and then looked at Ken like Ken was gonna back him up or something. Okay, so that was the third man. Um, our next movie will be what do you think will be our next one? Uh, it's gonna be something in the vein of this. Not a noir. Is that the title? (laughs) Yeah. You're dingling. I think it's going to be Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Um, So that's a more recent movie. So you guys get to go back to the vivacious world of color. I don't know. Action? I don't understand. No. Uh, (laughs) Of course not. uh, I don't really understand. Before we leave, I do. (laughs) Shut up, Patrick. I have a question for, I guess, both of you. Which one were you actually directed to, though? You didn't seem too sure that it would be both of us. Well, I'm never about sure about directing questions towards you at this point. <laughs> uh, just general black and white movies. Uh, we talked about this. I just want to go back to it. Of My mom hates them. <laughs> <laughs> I know lots of people that hate them. As two people that don't really watch black and white movies, is it just because they don't come across your radar that often? Or is there something literally... Like, you think there's... Like, do you think this movie would have improved by color? <laughs> No, I think it was fine. I don't think I have anything against black and white movies. It's just yeah. there's not a lot of them out there, I don't think, and I don't really like search for them. It's not like a, a lot of them there's a lot there. of them out there. Well, I don't search for them. Okay, so, so yeah, that's good. Yeah, so they don't come up <laughs> like they're not my neck excuse. I would say I probably didn't grow up in the time of black and white movies, so well neither did I. Huh? Neither did I. I know. I'm just saying I'm probably I don't really care for them. So, but why? I mean, there's some good ones. Huh? But do you think that color adds? Usually, not. I, I would things. say most you think color is more uh, like having color is a more appealing thing to you. I prefer it, yeah. But why? That's what I'm Because color. Because is... I'm just interested by this. I'm not trying to <laughs> make fun of you two or anything. Most this is times, a trap. <laughs> most times, it's more like scenery is more beautiful. Yeah. In color, to me, like but, this was shot 
cool just like the whole town and everything in in the shadows i guess something worth noting is just because you're shooting in black and white it's not as simple as it's putting a filter particularly in this time yeah you actually have to go and code it and like color code it and make it look a certain way i'm not like a snob or anything about black and white movies i I know i know a few people what are you talking about you just hmm like i am no, Patrick, you're not getting away from this one. You're going to explain to me why you hmmed. Because <laughs> you're the culture. Yeah, but I'm, not, I'm saying I'm not a snob about black and white movies. I don't think I am, anyway. Am I giving off that air? No. No. <laughs> why? Because he went hmm. Like, <laughs> you went 30 seconds ago. Hmm. Like I was lying. <laughs> <laughs> now he made another face again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's before I fucking throw something at his goddamn head i'm gonna no, let's go this is my apartment you are not throwing anything all right we'll wait till i see you again then not on your turf that's fine <laughs> oh it's okay to do it there then all right so that's the third man not the fourth man not the fifth man that's the sequels we'll get to those someday uh not sequels <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh, my name's tyler and we went through the slop so you didn't have to we're in the mud with the pigs and because we're pigs because we're uncultured and my name's tyler again and what's your name Pig number two. <laughs> My name's Ken. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Kenneth. Kenneth. And what's the third triplet boy? Uh, my name's Dick Tracy. Uh, <laughs> unraveling all these mysteries. His name is Gumbo Jones, uh, who goes by Patrick, and that's uncultured <laughs> swine. Dick Tracy, I'm a detective. I know all this stuff. He doesn't Gumbo Jones. <laughs> <laughs>